Welcome back to another episode here on Coach's Corner. I am Polly Barr, the founder of Identity of One Coaching, and I specialize in helping men and women like yourself break free from your past and identify your true identity, which will uncover your gifts and talents that are on purpose for your life of freedom. As you dive into this podcast, grab a pen and pad, your favorite flavored coffee, or whatever you may be into this very moment, and get ready for tips and nuggets to help set you free. If there is anything on any one of these episodes that has brought value to your life, do me a huge favor, my friend, and drop me a review down below here on Apple Podcast. You can also follow me on Spotify and iHeartRadio, and we're also on Audible and Pandora in all of your favorite podcast apps. So with that being said, let's dive in. Good day to you all and welcome to another episode here on Coach's Corner Podcast. And man, I'm telling you what, today is going to be an awesome, awesome interview. This is a returning special guest. She is a friend of mine, Denise H. Turner from First Lady Ministries. And so last time we talked about adversity and how she got through that and all of the stuff that happened in life. And we all have a testimony. Amen. But what we are going to talk about today, matter of fact, I'm going to hush my mouth. Remember, you can find me at setfreelife.net. You can find me here on Facebook and you can find me on Clubhouse as well at Set Free Coach. All right. And if you want to book a free complimentary session with me as a coach, please reach out to me to my website and uh, let's get on that call. And so we've got Denise H. Turner. So Denise, do us a huge favor, my friend, and let us know where you are coming in from, a little bit about yourself, and let's dive into this conversation about your after. Coach Paul, let me just thank you um, for this second opportunity to come before the people. Um, I thank you for who you have been in my life in this season, um, and I'm grateful, grateful to God for how he is leading me and how he has connected me with people like you. Um, I am a pastor's widow who suffered through the grief and loss of my best friend of 54 years, um, subsequently became homeless, went through a narcissistic abusive relationship and was incarcerated. Those are the, the adversities. Um, but what I want to say is how I have been able to come through them. And as you say, what is my after? Uh, what is it that I am being led to do in this season with what God has given me? Um, so I come from, I actually it was born in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and then I spent over 30 years in Patterson, New Jersey. And I am now in the sunny state of Las Vegas, Nevada. Well, that is awesome. Out there in Nevada getting that heat. Um, probably a whole lot more warm than we are here in Colorado, right? Slightly, <laughs> yes. Yes. And so as we enter into this conversation, I just want to acknowledge Joy Erickson uh, prayers for her kids. Auntie passed away. And so we're going to be praying for you. Um, hopefully we can get into that conversation later. Um, and so, you know, we talked about the adversity we talked about the pain. We talked about the stuff that's going on, um, or that went on. Right. And so now what we want to talk about today is we want to talk about the whole concept of, you know, how God worked through that 
after the jail cell, after the homelessness, after all of that, what God is doing in your life now, where you see God taking you and how that is being an impact um, on the people. Um, but first and foremost, we're going to lift joy up really quick in prayer. Um, so, Father, we just thank you right now today. We just lift up Joy Erickson for all of the um, challenges that she has right now in her family. And, Father, we pray that you would touch her and bless her and keep her today. We ask, Father, that you would reach down and reach into her situation and show yourself presence in her life. She has given her life to you. And so, Father, right now we just we speak strength into her life, into her home and into her family, her in-laws and everything that is going on. And we give you all the glory and honor in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So. So, yes. Yeah, so. um, So let's dive into where we're at now, how we can encourage how you can encourage, because you are a great encouragement to me as well, as far as being able to go after the after the what's next. Um, you know, and so let's talk about where you're at now and how God is uh, working through you to be an impact to other people. Uh, and let me let me just say that as you sit in adversities, uh, you don't always know where God is leading you. Mm-hmm. You you have no idea. You you think, boy, God, what is this? I, I I'm sitting in all of this stuff. You see what I'm going through. You you know the pain that I'm experiencing. I need you to get me out. And as you sit in those adversities, you don't know what God has for you. And we, we have to remember that God sits in a different place than we do. Mm. We don't see things as he sees them. And so it was not until I had gone through the loss of my husband, I had mm. gone through being homeless. I had gone through abuse. I had gone through being incarcerated that I began to see what each of these situations was meaning in my life. Wow. I saw that it provided me a testimony, a testimony that I could share with other people who are going through similar situations, going through the various traumas in their lives going through the trials, the tribulations, and and seeing that, wow, I think I can be a help. Um, Mm. I see now why I was going through those things. I I looked sitting in jail. That was like one of the most probably um, worst situations in my life. It... um, because it it provided a level of shame and embarrassment. But as I sat there, I noticed that I never broke down. I was able to encourage others who, who now they've been there multiple times and they were breaking down. They were crying. They were saying, I want to kill myself. I don't want to be here. I want to be home. And I'm saying, have you thought about why you're here? Come on. Have you learned the lesson about why you're here? And who wow. can you help at this point? Because there are other people that God has you here to help through. And, and that's what I began to see. So although I was sitting in this place, it did not feel good. 
I was sitting in abuse. I was sitting in homelessness. I was sitting in grief and loss. I knew that there was something else. I didn't see that though until after I went through them. I saw that there was something else that God had for me. And, and that is when I really started to seek his face. I started to um, get his direction and his guidance. And, and I'm seeing somebody that's on here right now. And I thank God for him because, um, and, and he's put his name out there, that's Eddie. Um, while I was going through just the grief and the loss, God sent so many things to me to help me through this season. And what he sent was some training. Mm. He sent training and people to help me through. So one of the things that I heard during that season was a specific church that was placed in my spirit. Now, um, I have been raised a Baptist all of my life, ever since I was born. This church was not a Baptist church. And I heard the name of that church so clearly. Wow. And, and I'm like, God, what are you telling me? You want me to go to that church? I didn't understand. But I had already been rejected by my own church. I had already gone through the whole season of the abandonment, um, the rejection of all of my friends and, and people that I had ministered to for over 30 years. So he said, I need you over here. What do you do? You follow what you're hearing. You follow the Holy Spirit. And when I got to that church, there were so many people that he placed in my path to help me and to prove that I am the one who is going to lead you through this. And, and when I say that, um, because there was uh, a class, a, a course that he led me to for inner healing, I wow. initially thought it was for me because I needed the, the work. I needed to dig deep. I needed to work on me to find out what God had for me, to get me on the path where he wanted me to be. So I thought it was for me. For three years, I sat in that course. I wound up getting certification in that course on being an inner healing prayer counselor, minister, coacher, whatever. But I said that to say, I would not have been in it had it not been for God because that course was $250. Come on. Now, I already said I'm homeless. Right. I don't have $250. When I spoke with the instructor and I shared with her what I was going through and why I did not have the finances to do that, her response to me was, this is not going to cost you anything. Come on. Because I want to do this for the years of service that you have given to other people. And I'm like, wow, God. So for three years, I sat in that course. 
I did what was expected of everybody else. I got the certification. And so when you look back, this is now five and a half years later, when you look back on everything that you have gone through, you'll see how God guided you. You'll see how he put things in your life so that you can fulfill your purpose and you can verify your gifts to fulfill that purpose. Come on. So although one of my gifts has always been teaching, and I think we talked about that, um, Coach Paul, because I, I sit in a, a room every day on Clubhouse, and there's mm. so many powerful people who come in and out of that room. And I'm sitting here as a moderator, and I say, I don't have that power. That's not my gift. I, I'm a teacher. I'm an encourager. I'm an inspirer. I work behind the scenes. But God said, this is where I have you. So he's brought these people into my life to provide exactly what I needed. So I went through all of that. And, and now that I'm on the other side, I can see how God has so strategically placed people in my life to get me to where I need to be. Hey, Denise. Yes. I just want to throw this in there because there's somebody specifically watching right now that I just need to say this and then you add your portion to it. So what mm -hmm. you're basically saying is in order for us, it's not that God is a cruel God, but in order for us to, to, to receive the anointing, receive the power, receive the strength to be able to help others, the adversity is needed. It is needed for us to, to learn through that. Not that God is punishing us, but God is taking us through saying, listen, I got you. I know that this feels painful. I know that this doesn't look like your ministry. This does not look like what I showed you that you're going to do, but I have to take you through this in order for you to speak to this person and that person and that person and that person to help you and then that person to help you. That's what you're saying, right? Absolutely. Um, and even when I, when I went through the loss of my husband, um, no, it did not feel good. And, and I was angry. I was angry at God. I was angry at people. Um, and I wanted to do some things that God did not want me to do. <laughs> um, but he had to show me, I need you to do this. Now, and, and part of that is because I depended on my husband. We were best friends for 54 years. I depended on him. He pastored the church. And if we went through any kind of trials or tribulations, my first go-to was him. Come on. You're the pastor. Pray us out. Get us out. <laughs> do what you have to do. Yes. Yes. And God had to show me, no, no. Where am I in this? I am your refuge. I am the first person that you should be coming to. And I had to, I had to wrestle with that. No, because that, that was my husband. Mm. That is the man that you sent to care for me, to nurture me, to love me. 
and you took him. And the one thing that he said that I kept hearing, I took him to protect him. Mm. So while he was protecting him, he was getting me on the road to where he wanted me to be. So you're, you're absolutely right. These things that we go through, we don't see them as God sees them, but he has to show us where he wants us to be. He has to show us that you are in this situation for a specific reason. I have a purpose for your life. I have a purpose for your life and you would never get to that purpose unless you go through some things. Amen. Why did I have to be in an abusive relationship? I looked at that situation as the fact that in three years, my God restored everything that was taken from me. Come on. He restored my living situation. And, and, and when I say that he restored it, I also know it wasn't me at all. I could not have done anything because when I first got that apartment, I had no money. <laughs> I had no credit. Come on, preach. Yet he provided a beautiful two bedroom, two bathroom apartment with a fireplace at that. With a fireplace. With a fireplace. <laughs> and I'm like, God, this ain't nobody but you. Come on. I didn't have what I needed to yes. get into this apartment, but he sent people hmm. to help me along the way. So he restored all of that. He restored, I didn't have transportation. He restored a car. He restored the transportation. He restored my living. He restored everything in exactly three years. He restored my spirit and my soul. Yes. In exactly three years. And I always say that in three years, that's God's number of completeness, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Come on. It was all restored. But here comes the little okay. insolent child. But God, you didn't restore one thing. And he's like, what didn't I restore? I said, you did not restore the love that I had in my husband. This was a man who not only told me every day that he loved me, but he showed me every day that he loved me. You did not restore that. You cannot restore that because he's gone. He's not coming back. And sometimes I think instead of us being satisfied with what God and the Holy Spirit is showing us and giving us and leading us to, we say some of these things, the enemy hears it. The enemy hears it. And what he did was he sent my high school sweetheart into my life. And I'm like, wow, thank you, God. 
What I didn't know was that would be one of the worst experiences in my life. And that I believe the enemy tempted me with because I said, you did not restore the love. Mm. So while I went into this relationship with all of the love in my heart, with everything in my being to be my second chapter, to have this person who would then love me for the rest of my life, to be abused. Come on. And I'm like, what is going on? But I had to go through that as well because I don't believe that my level of forgiveness was where it needed to be. Mm. I needed to forgive my church. I needed to forgive people in my church. I did that. But I guess just to seal it, (laughs) now I have to forgive this person. Right. Because I have given you every inch of my heart that I had left. Most of it is in heaven. But every inch of my heart that's still left, I gave it to you for you to love and to care for. And what did he do? But he stomped on my heart. He crushed the rest of my heart. And so I believe God is saying, and what are you going to do with that? <laughs> what are right. you going to do? I am still going through the stalking, harassment, the lies, the false accusations. What are you going to do? And what I'm doing at this point is I am forgiving. I am understanding that some people have some issues that they cannot control and that my job is to help them as best I can. Now, I cannot stay in a relationship and be abused, um, but I pray for him every day. God places him in my heart to pray for him. And and I say this to people um, because I do a room on Clubhouse about narcissism. And and I think I I share that with you, Coach Mm -hmm. Paul, because initially this room was to have people come in, share their experiences um, with other people so other people can understand, okay, so yeah, I'm in this relationship and these things are going on. I must be with somebody who exhibits narcissistic traits. But the thing with that room is it got so heavy for me. And and I can only imagine that it did for other people. So I am led to not have a room where you're just sharing testimonies, you're sharing stories, you're sharing negative journeys of things that you've been through. But what does it mean? Where are you now? How can we get to the point of healing from the trauma that you have been placed in? And this is what God is having me to do is to walk through people. Now I understand. Now I understand why he sent that training to me. Come on. That was five and a half years later. 
This is why I got certified in inner healing, because he knew that I would come across people, that I would go through these experiences, that I can help other people to get through the traumas that they have experienced. So even with the teaching on that, I have to change that course. And I have gotten the the approval and the verification from the Holy Spirit, this is the direction that you need to go in. You need to, you need to put out the information that people will be able to grab a hold to so that they can see that they need to get some healing. Because if not, what do we do? If we are still hurt from a situation, what are we going to do? We're going to defile that other person or those other people. We're going to contaminate them. That is not why we are here. And so when I say that I'm still going through harassment, stalking, and false accusations, how am I responding? I put out a video just to let people know who Denise is. And I have let it go because I understand where this person is. I understand what God has for me to do. So I forgive, I pray for, and I move forward into what God has for me to do. So I want to help other people to recognize, okay, this is where you are. It's coming from a certain place in your life. We trace the roots of that trauma. And we talk about how that trauma has impacted your life today. Because what we don't realize is what we can go through in an earlier part of our life can come back negatively or come back in negative behaviors. And that's not what God wants. He wants us to be healed from that. Listen, Jesus stayed on the cross for three days just so we could release mm-hmm. our sins. Mm-hmm. And then we go back and we pick them up. What does that say? So what I have to do is I have to realize that anybody else who's going through the trauma needs to realize this is where this comes from. And this is what I do in my ministry. And with that inner healing training and certification that I have received, I can help walk people through determining where this comes from. Because a lot of times we don't really, a lot of times we don't even deal with it. We know that we have gone through trials and tribulations and traumas, Mm -hmm. but we don't really deal with it. Um, And I think I, I posted something yesterday about Uh, You show people what you want them to see and you put a rug over the flaws and the faults. And so when you begin a relationship and and, and we're not talking a a romantic relationship, but any type of relationship, when you begin that relationship and somebody begins to pull the rug off to shake it out just so that they can get to know who you are. They see these faults and these flaws. And now you have damaged somebody else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So 
we help to find out where these come from, um, get to the point of this is what we need to do to walk through these issues, walk through these traumas so that you can be healed. You can uh, fulfill God's purpose for you on life. You can use the gifts that he has given you to fulfill that purpose. Absolutely. And, and one thing that um, I say about gifts, now my gifts, as I've said, are uh, teaching, encouragement. I love to write. Mm -hmm. My mother was an English professor. I love to write. I love English. And, and I always considered that to be a gift. But if you, and, and this, is, this is Denise speaking, I believe that if you use your gifts before they are approved of the Holy Spirit to be used, we can tend to misuse those gifts. Come on, preach it. We can misuse those gifts. And I believe that I have done that so many times. And that's why God had to keep allowing me to go through these things so that I can begin to see things clearer. And, and when I, when I deal with this, I don't want to deal with it from a negative uh, point of view. I want to deal with it from the point of healing. How can I help you to get through this so that you can become a better person, a healed person, a person who is going to let it go and pray? for that person. And I think that you said something a little earlier and, I, and, I, and I'm sorry, I have to steal it. We have to get out of God's way. Amen. Because God is trying to do some things in our lives. And when we take up our little cross <laughs> instead of his cross right. and walking through our journey with our little cross, then we're in his way. Absolutely. And, and I do not want to be in his way. Um, I do not want to get ahead of him in what I'm doing. Um, so these days I, um, and, and I'm getting ready to go on a consecration so that I can hear even clearer what God is telling me to do. Um, he has placed so many things in my life uh, to get me to where he needs me to be. So I am, um, and, 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 and when I say that, I understand that because I had a really good job. Uh, my, my trained profession is healthcare administration. I had a really good job. That job is gone. It's gone. I no longer have that job. Um, I no longer have my transportation right now. Mm -hmm. So my question had always been, well, how can I do all of this? How can I, how can I get this book written? I don't have the time because I had a full family. I had a full-time job where I worked 60 hours a week. I had all of these things that were in the way. And, and now God's question to me is, what's your excuse now? Come on. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I don't have an excuse. You've placed me in a place of peace, solitude, isolation. Sometimes that sounds like a bad thing. But let me tell you, the peace that you have when you just sit in a place under God's tutelage, listen to the Holy Spirit, tell you what you need to do, where you need to go, and how you need to do it is a blessing. So I'm getting ready to go on a consecration. And and I believe that we all have to do that because we need to know without a shadow of a doubt what God has for us to do and how he wants us to do it. So now I know I have all of these have about 60 topics now that I have to teach on. I know that. I have these topics that I'm writing books on. I know that. I have these topics that I can share with the masses through podcasts, like with Coach. I I know that. But how can I get it done? And he even sent a special person in my life to help walk me through that. Amen. Thank you, Coach Paul. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Because here's 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 what I'm gathering through what you're saying. <clears throat> Number one, before the consecration even begins, God had to, God allowed you to go through certain things to show you a certain thing, yeah. right? Sometimes God has to take us a place to show us a certain thing. And so in these places, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. And God took you through this process. God took you through this adversity. He took you through hell and back on earth, right? And he went through this thing with you and he's walking it out with you. And then in those three years, and somebody has to hear this today, that you are getting close to your third year. There's something about the number three. It's when Jesus rose again. You know what I'm saying? Hung on the cross, all of those different things. And in the Hebrew, when when Jesus says, uh, why have you forsaken me? There's a Hebrew word, but it's twofold. It means, why have you forsaken me? But it also means, this is why you fortified me. Yeah. It means forsake and fortify. Mm-hmm. And so what if Jesus is saying, This is why you fortified me, because now my people can live. All sins are gone. All the tears are wiped away. This is why you have fortified me as the Messiah so that the people have power, because he is God himself. He is the son of God. Why would he say in one, in a few hours before, if this will be yours, take this cup from me but that let your will be done. And then a few hours later, he's saying, why are you, why are you hurting me? No, he is really saying, this is why you fortified me because I see Denise. I see her in 2018. I see her in 2019. I see her in 2020. I see her on coach's corner podcast. Why? This is why you have fortified me in order to stand here and hang here for her sin, for her hurts, for all of those things so that she can make it through. And then when you got to the place where you're able to stand, now you're in a place of, 
you know what? I'm going to stand through this. And I want God to lead people into my life that are able to want to stand. And so I believe God is going to begin to send you those people that aren't going to dump on you, that aren't going to vomit on you, that aren't going to, oh my God, all this. You're saying, okay, listen, I know what that looks like. I understand what that looks like, but what are you doing with it? What are you doing with the pain? Because pain is on purpose. Pain has a purpose. And it's time for people to rise up. It's time for people to stand up, to shout, to say, you know what? I may be in this valley, though though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't say, though I sit, though I run from the valley of death, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, my God is with me. Yes. He prepares the table before our enemies. And so that's what God has done in your life. And that's why it's so powerful that you are not out there. Follow me. Look at me. Promote me. No, you're saying, listen, I'm a vessel that's coming before the kingdom saying there's hope because of the hope that God has in me. I never hear you say, promote me put me out there. No, you are behind the scenes, a humble vessel before God. Amen. And so now you're in this place of just, not just of walking this thing out. Yeah. You're walking it out. So speak to the person right now that is in that place of undecision, of wondering when that third year is going to come, wondering how that third year is going to come. Speak to that person right now on on what tools you learned how to just stay and not stay, but walk through that fire in order to get where you're at today. What I would say is that we really have to um, trust God. That is first and foremost. We've got to trust God. And it, it is so difficult sometimes to do that. When you sit in a place of pain, it's difficult to do that. I understand it is difficult. But if you make up your mind that you will trust God and, and, and you know, we've had um, a couple of different sessions on adversities and why we should rejoice mm-hmm. in those adversities. That seemed like a hard thing to do. Okay, God, I'm sitting in jail. You want me to rejoice? Really? How can you rejoice? But we have to believe his words. We have to believe those promises. That is intentional. You have to be intentional about reading the word. And, and, And the Holy Spirit will show you certain things that he wants you to know when he wants you to know it. And I had read 1 Thessalonians so many times in my ministry and in my career and and every time throughout my life, I had read 1 Thessalonians. But to understand that God wanted me to rejoice through adversity, wow. Wow. And when I got that, That is when I started to say, thank you, God, for everything, because we should rejoice. We should praise him, not in one circumstance, 
but in all circumstances. So yeah, you may be sitting in a place of pain right now. God has you there for a reason. And as you said, it's not just, but it's to fortify as well. Come on. So you have to be intentional about the word that you read from, from God's word. You have to be intentional about placing your 100% trust in God for you to know that he will do what he promised you that he's going to do. Those promises are not just written for anything. They're, they're, they're for a reason. And, and many times, um, I, and, I, and I say this to a, a lot of people um, that I come across, because are you saying what you feel and what the Holy Spirit has shown you, or are you being an echo? Ooh. Are you listening to somebody else and repeating what they have said? <sighs> or do you know this for yourself? Come on, preach it. I can tell you that I know these things for myself. First of all, to go back. First of all, I have to read the word. You've got to read the word. If you're in a place of pain, you've got to read the word and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what he wants you to know. You've got to do that. You've got to be intentional about doing that. And many times we fail to do that. Mm. And then number two, you've got to stay in the Holy Spirit's presence. You've got to stay there because he can show you things just like First Thessalonians. I've read it before. I know what it says. But right. he had not shown me that I need to rejoice in my pain. Mm. That mm. was huge for me. Huge. So you have to do these things and you need to find somebody, find a mentor, find a coach, find somebody that can walk you through what you have been through. There is some, and, 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 and I'm not going to leave that up to anybody uh, because the Holy Spirit will show you who he is sending. And, and I think that that could be, um, the thread here. A lot of times we go ahead and we do not rely on the Holy Spirit to show us certain things. But we have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Amen. He will show you what he wants you to know. So those three things, you've got to read the word. Mm -hmm. You've got to read the word. You've got yes. to Allow the Holy Spirit to show you what he wants you to know, even if you've read it before. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, some people have gone through the Bible several times, the entire Bible, 66 books of the Bible. They've gone through several times. How much did you retain? Come on. How much did the Holy Spirit speak to you while you were reading it? Yes. We don't want a speed reading. No. We want a spirit reading. Come on. And then we have to 
find that person who can help to walk us through. If it's trauma that you've been through, if it's pain, just any situation that you know that has thrown you off. How can you get back to a place of stability? How can you help other people through? So now we're not just here for ourselves. Come on. We're not just here for ourselves. We're here to help somebody else through. We are our brother's keeper. We are our sister's keeper. If our brothers and sisters are going through something, we are to help them through. So I mentioned a while back about a friend, a brother, um, and Kenny. I, 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 and I love him so much because God showed me some things that he was going through. And, and Kenny was one of those insolent babies. I'm not going to do this. And, and he knows that's the truth. I'm not going to do this. I don't care what you say. And we had to work with Kenny. Come on. Kenny. No, this is where God wants you to be. So you have to do some things to get there. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, and I can't tell you how many months, probably a year or so, that Kenny did that. But when Kenny began to see, and when the Holy Spirit began to speak to Kenny, then he could see what he needed to do, where he needed to be. And God sent people to him to help him through that. Amen. And Kenny is one of the most spirit-filled young men that I know today. And I am so grateful to God for placing him in my life. That was a time where the spirit was speaking to me, working with me, but he had me to help him. Right. I, I mean, God is, is just awesome. He is really awesome. Amen. So and there think, are some things that you have to do to get yourself to the other place. Absolutely. You uh, just took the words right out of my mouth. So what I'm hearing, because I know you well, is this, is that we are to be our brother's keeper and our sister's keeper. However, that brother or sister has mm -hmm. to want it. Absolutely. They have to want it because mm -hmm. if they don't want it, listen, I've learned this years ago. If I do more than my client, I'm not doing them any service. My job as a coach is to say here, boom, 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 boom. Let me hold you accountable. Okay. The next week. Okay. So did you do that? Well, no. Okay. So how's it going to work? You follow what I'm saying? And what happens so many times is ministers get tired. Ministers get exhausted and they give up on the ministry. Why? Because they're trying to do more than what the other person is doing. Absolutely. Our job, we are not Jesus Christ. Our job is to give them tools and say, here's how you build a house. Absolutely. Watch me build a house. Can you do this? Yes. All right. Here's a hammer. Here's a nail. Okay. Do I know you stubbed your nail. I know it hurts when you hit your thumb. I know that, but, but just keep doing it and you're going to get through it. What happens so many times is that people will smack the hammer, stub that thumb and then give up. See, it's not working because Are you hurts. trying hard enough. <laughs> Are you trying hard enough? Because there's going to be some pain through your yeah. transition. There's going to be some pain through your transformation, but how bad do you want it? Because I'm sorry, God is not just going to give it to you. Here you go. 
here's the here's the here's the 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 white shiny horse no god is not going to do that you are going to have to work through the adversity you're going to have to work through the pain you're going to have to decide to decide you're going to have to give up on some people you're going to have to remove people from your life you're going to have to sever some relationships but the problem is is that we want to hold on to those things that are so familiar and that's what you let go of was the familiarity to say all right god I'm out of the way. You have your way in my life, however you see fit, and you show me what is next. And that's the power, and that's the anointing that comes. The problem is, is that people see, and they want that anointing. You can't have my anointing, bro. You can't have my (laughs) anointing, sister. You can't. God has the anointing for you, and you you. better go and get it. Quit being an echo and be a voice. I love that have your voice. Don't echo what God told me. Yeah. Because when you're clear on exactly what God has called you to do, this is where the breakthroughs come is coming to a person like Denise to say, all right, you know what? I may fight this a little bit, but I still want a little bit, but see, she discerned, okay, God, you're, you're sending me Kenny to help Kenny, but I'm not going to do everything for Kenny. I'm going to give him the tools. And so when Kenny said, well, I'm not going to do that. I've had people tell me that I'm not going to do that. Cool. Then stay right where you're at. What do you mean? Stay where you're at. Because I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) You you don't want to do it, but you want a breakthrough. You want everything handed to you in this in this little silver platter ain't going to happen. Well, how many how many views do do you get on your podcast? I don't know. And I don't care. (laughs) I'm going after my call. Right, right. And this is where people, this is the message that I'm getting that you're saying is, listen, God will help you through your stuff, but you got to keep on walking too. I know your feet got blisters. I know your hands got blisters. I know you don't want to smack that hammer. I know the nail bag gets empty and you got to fill it back up with nails. I know, but it's time for you to decide what you really truly want. And that's where I believe God is going to be sending those men and women to Denise Turner, First Lady Ministries that are sick and tired of being sick and tired and say, you know what, how do I get where you're at today? And that's the God that we serve. Yeah. And, and I mean, just to just to compare and contrast two relationships um, and Kenny um, and he he will tell you what he rejected of what we were trying to share with him. And he did not want to do certain things. But Kenny had the open spirit when he heard the spirit talking to him. He had the open spirit to follow And that is why he is on the other side of where he is or where he was. And and his story is his to tell. Um, But that is why he's on the other side of where he was. The, The person, the narcissistic person, I had to realize that by nature, a person, many times a person with narcissistic traits don't want to follow. They don't want to change. And that is when I had to realize I needed to walk away because I heard from God. You've done everything that you know how to do. I mean, I have a degree in psychology. I understand human behavior. I knew what a narcissist was. 
but I'd never experienced those traits. So I had to listen to God. Um, You need to give them up to me because you've done everything that you can do. And I also realized that being there was um, impeding my progress Mm. in what God has for me to do. Wow. So you certainly have to um, keep walking. And, and when I tell, and when you say that God is just going to send people, um, Coach Paul, I was sitting here two days ago, minding my own business. I got a call from somebody I've never met, somebody I didn't know, somebody who was referred to me by somebody. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, I need your help. Wow. So when you keep walking, when you do what God wants you to do, when you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will begin to show you and he will begin to expand your territory and do what he wants you to do. Now, do I want a lot of money? That is not why I'm here. I'm here for the impact. Come on. And the impact will create the money. That's right. I'm here to help somebody else. The the as we close, the finances that come through what what we do is the byproduct of the service. And this woman has a heart of service. She has a heart of service. And so I know that first and foremost The minute that we met on a Zoom call, it was like we knew each other forever because it was this kindred spirit. And so, listen, God is doing some mighty things. And so you can follow her at firstladyministries.com. Dot org. Dot org. Well, that's the website, firstladyministries.org. Facebook is First Lady Ministries. Awesome. And her um, all all of her stuff is in the description of of this video. Um, You can click on it. You can connect with her. And I'm just going to throw this out there. Anybody who is out there that that would like to see if um, identity of one coaching is something for you. um, I am offering right now um, complimentary sessions next week. So reach out to me. See if this program isn't something that that can help you. Because we have we have testimonies on our website uh, to be able to help those. My whole um, objective is to help set the captives free. Yes, Jesus sets us free. But there are times in our life that we need somebody to keep us accountable, keep us firm and keep us moving. Amen. So throwing that out there. Yeah, let me just be a testimony for set the captives free. And and identity of one coaching because um, Coach Paul has worked with me um, over uh, this time that we've known each other. And and I am just so grateful because he has sort of turned me around. He's turned me around to where, from where I thought that I was walking. Mm. He has helped to turn me around to where God wants me to be. And sometimes, you know, we I say, listen to the Holy Spirit, but we, he sends people to help us. Right. So Coach Paul is definitely the coach to be with. Trust me, because he will certainly place you 
or help you to see that path that you need to be on. Um, and then likewise, if you if you know that you have been through trauma, or if you even question it, if you don't even know, have I been through trauma? I know I've been through you know a couple of situations, but has it impacted me and my life and my behavior? I do have a group on Facebook, uh, mm -hmm. Trauma Release with First Lady yes. Denise, and that's where we will help to support, encourage, inspire, but then the one-to-one -one coaching to help to identify there you go where that trauma has come from and to get you through to healing amen so listen guys there there are two coaches sitting here so whichever one resonates with you you know what i'm saying um i may come off a little rough you know what i'm saying so <laughs> sometimes we need that <laughs> sometimes we need that so take your pick and and if it's not one of us our desire is to see you be free. If it's Absolutely. not us that you're reaching out to, find the person that you know that you can trust, that you feel this is where God is leading me. I've told that to people in my coaching sessions. Listen, if you choose to go with me, great. But if not, I pray that you find the right person, right a psychologist, person. a coach, a pastor, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. And so we are just so blessed. I am so blessed. And uh, thank you for that, for that testimony, uh, Sister Denise, because that was, that was, you know, I didn't pay her to say that. Um, no, we didn't did even, we didn't even prep this whole thing into the podcast. <laughs> um, but I am just so blessed. Thank you so much, Denise, for coming on again. Um, and we will have you back uh, just because there's so much in you. Um, that will come with a topic that's a specific topic and have call-ins because I'm actually uh, looking at getting a device that will allow phone calls to come in. And so if there's prayer requests, if, if there's questions, that's what I believe God wants to see on these podcasts. So listen, guys, I know a lot of you are on lunch and you have to go back to lunch or you got kids. So we love you guys. God bless you. And uh, Miss Denise, can you pray us out? Absolutely. Father God, we come before you as humble as we know how. We thank you, God, that you have provided this place, this platform, these people who have come to listen. We thank you for everything that you have done. I pray, God, that you will continue to look on your kids, your children, look at our needs, follow us, God, heal us, Give us what we need in order to get through our traumas and get through our places of pain so that we can get through to healing. We bless your name. We praise your name and we glorify you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, guys, we will catch you on the next Coach, Coach's Corner podcast. Matter of fact, I will be on live tomorrow, 8 a.m. Mountain Time, 10 a.m. Eastern with um, Dr. Shar Milton. Um, and, uh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna rock this thing. We're gonna have a great conversation on, on empowering men and women and just getting, uh, the word of God out there. So I will see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Uh, Central and 10 a.m. Eastern. So we love you guys. God bless you. Bye -bye. And we'll see you then. All right. Peace.